So welcome to our new summer rendition of Talking Element. In this summer rendition, what we're trying to do is answer some of the questions that come about and maybe help you learn how to study your Bible better. And so for that, I have Michelle with me today because she had a question. And instead of just answering it, I said, I'm gonna stick you on camera and we're going to answer this question. Not so, to dissuade anyone from asking questions. Yes. <laughs> so, what, so what was your question? Yeah, so I was in John, yeah. is reading about the gospel account. It's during Easter, right? Because it's right Easter. in the Easter yep. account. Yeah. Yep. And so I was in John chapter 20, and I love John. It's my favorite gospel. And then I came across this, and I was really struck by it. And so this is verse 22. This is when Jesus has appeared to the disciples before he encounters Thomas. Yep. And it says, when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And I said, hmm, said oh, I'm gonna text Aaron about this. <laughs> and so when I got it, I was like, oh, this is a great question because it can directly go into never reading a Bible verse. Because if we, if we take a step back and we think through the reality of what the gospel is before we start to figure out the answer to our question, it can really help. So I think the first thing you gotta ask is, what do we know it doesn't mean? In terms of the crucifixion and resurrection, you have this question and it's like, oh, what does it mean? Well, first let's start with what we know it doesn't mean. So what does, does it not mean? It doesn't mean that we have the power to forgive sins, right? Right, because right. we're not God. Now, there are certain <laughs> religious persuasions that take this and they do believe that it gives the church the ability to do that. Uh, the Catholic Church, they have, what do they call it? Mortal sins and venial sins. Like one are like against God and one's against people. And there's different penances for both where you have to do one thing versus another and the priests have the ability to do that. But then we take a step back and know that that's not what Christ is saying because men don't have the ability to forgive sins. Only God does. Mm -hmm. That is one of the reasons why the Pharisees were so angry at Jesus when Jesus heals the paralytic. I was going to talk about that. Right? Yeah, right? yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's like only God can forgive sins. And that's something we give it only God. Which is easier. Right, right. Which is easier. And so it comes back to so only God can forgive sins. And so that then moves into, you know, what do you do with something like that? So what do you do with something like that? Panic, no, kidding. <laughs> um, so usually, so looking at it in context, mm -hmm. right? And still with this though, because I well, understand. So, so in context uh -huh. though, take that first. So this is good to go into this. So uh -huh. working through it. In context, Jesus is moving the disciples to their mission in the world. Mm -hmm. And so he will talk about what the church does, but specifically here, he is now talking directly to his apostles. Uh -huh. And so it is kind of changing that. And here is part of your mission in the world. And part of your mission is the, in the world is A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it, we can't think that this is also church-wide right? because it is pointing directly to them. Okay, so there's that, you know, context. So looking at it in context, I think context clues, um, oftentimes I'll look just online or in a commentary mm -hmm. or word studies are really helpful too, I guess, just to know the specific word because the translation, maybe it seems like it's something different right. than what it actually right. was intended to be. But I didn't do any of that with this That's one because yeah. I wanted to give you something fun. <laughs> well, and, and sometimes the, there is the, the phraseology that you have mm -hmm. to look at as well. Is this a type of phrase that would have been used in that cultural context that could mean something that we don't mean? So let me just start off on the, on the top of this and say, quite honestly, we don't know exactly what it means. 
Uh, and it's, it's, it's not necessarily that. It's that sometimes there are things that Jesus says that the cultural context, we are so far removed from it at this point that what was really being said. Because th there can be a very good point that was made. What did someone call it? Um, action versus proclamation. Mm -hmm. And is this a type of figure of speech that's moving to the understanding of proclamation? And most people you read will actually say that. Okay. That's what they think. It, it's not the action we do, but the proclamation of the speech of our words. Some people will look at Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Spira, that Peter here is exercising this. They come to him and it's like, you lied to the Holy Spirit. And, and Peter right there, boom, you know, you have, and he's dead. Then his wife comes in, you've lied to the Holy Spirit too. And people will say, oh, that's what Jesus said here. Hmm. Well, I think there's a couple things and that, that could be a question somebody asked for this series as well. <laughs> but it doesn't say Ananias and Sapphira weren't saved. Uh -huh. You know, they, they may have died. And, and they're it, just dead. <laughs> yeah, they're just dead. But God's the God of the living. You know, where are they after they die? And that could be a thing where they were so just upset over their sin that they could even have a heart attack. It doesn't mean that Peter killed him. It's like we assume these things, but the text doesn't say that. Uh -huh. So we can't assume things into the text. Uh -huh. It also, I think, this then goes back to like Matthew chapter 18, binding and loosing. And when Jesus talks about that in context of that, it gets to the thing that we are talking about, I think, in almost the last week of this series where two or three are gathered because that's about church discipline. Mm -hmm. And he almost says the same things in Matthew 18 about this, about what you bind on earth, be bound in heaven, what you loose in heaven is loose. It's, it's this whole weird thing. And what does it mean? Well, that specifically Jesus brings to a place of church discipline. And so I think when you look at this, again, you, he's talking to the disciples. We may not know exactly what it means, but it really has the connotation, I think, of the declaration of sending out. We are proclaiming something that has already been done. Mm -hmm. And there are people who say, when you look at the context of this verse, how it is written, because it's after the resurrection at this point, there's a declaration of an event that has already happened. God has forgiven sins in Christ. And so we go out and we proclaim that. And if we don't proclaim that in some place, then people aren't coming to that trust in who Christ is. Mm -hmm. And that's how a lot of people look at this. Mm -hmm. Who you proclaim the message to, they will hear the message of forgiveness. And those that you don't, they do not hear the message mm -hmm. of forgiveness. And so it's part of the mission. So effectively, they're not forgiven, but not because you withheld it. Right, personally. not because okay. you withheld it. Because there's been a thing of, you are my disciples, and I am sending you out into the world. And so you go out with this message, and you proclaim this. And those who don't hear the proclamation end up in a spot where they don't hear about their own forgiveness. Hmm. And it doesn't mean that, that God can't do something about that, but specifically given to the apostles, you are the ones who are taking this message out. You are the ones who have been with me for these years. You are the ones who understand now after the resurrection what I was doing the entire time. Mm -hmm. And so you must proclaim this to the church and to the world, and this will go out to the end of time. I was wondering, thinking about this, like, would that have, would there have been a connotation for them of like priestly language? Would they have associated it with that when he's well, saying this, maybe? Well, I, I think if you look at how the apostles saw their mission as they went out, that they did put themselves in the places of being in 
a priest for the people, mm -hmm. you know, explaining the forgiveness. But again, not in the sense of necessarily how the Catholic Church thinks of it right. today, right. of come to me and I will give you your penance and I will tell you what you have to do. But in the sense of we are all God's priests. I mean, Peter will mm -hmm. say that. And, and Peter would have been in this place when Jesus said that. And he will say, we are a kingdom of priests. We are God's people. We are the ones who go out and explain this. And he takes that message that Jesus gave, gave him and he takes it to the entire church mm -hmm. and says, now, this is your job. Mm -hmm. We proclaim what we are, what we know. You know, always be prepared to give a defense for mm -hmm. the hope that you have. And that's kind of, I think, part of this. Mm. So anyway, there, there are questions in, in the scripture sometimes that we don't know the full answers to. And really, that's okay. Because we come back to the point of asking, what do we know? And what we do know is that we have been forgiven by God himself in Christ. And that then leads us out to be those who proclaim the message of the gospel to the world that we want all people to come to know the repentance that we have known, this returning to who God is, that he does for us in Christ himself through Christ's work for us. So we know that, you know, it's not like we're not forgiven if somebody says, you're not forgiven. God is the one who forgives and we can live in the surety of that.